You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. It's Friday. This airs on Sunday, right before a three-day weekend. Very exciting times. Uh, but if you work in the rec- restaurant industry like myself, there is no weekend for you. But that's all right. We're grinding here. I'm Jared Haven, of course, joined by Dean Unglert. And we have a very special, yeah, he's putting up. What is that, the rock and roll sign, by the way? That's a, that's a let's have the best podcast ever sign. That's actually the universal... About to be a great podcast sign. Because you do that. Well, you do that sign a lot. So it's your pointer finger and your pinky straight up. Is that like well, rock on? More than just more than just a lot, actually. I've even got it tattooed here on my, oh, on yeah, my your ankle. ankle. There so, it is right there. So it's just an energy that lives within me. Sometimes I just have to express it physically. And that's what I go to, you know? I like it. Well, we have a very special guest joining us right now. You know her from season 17 of The Bachelor. It is Daniela McBride. Daniela, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? I'm well. Thanks for joining us on Help I Suck at Dating. I know. I When I first heard about this, I was thinking, oh my God, the last time I was dating because I've been in a relationship for seven years. I'm like thinking back to dating times. I'm excited to chat. So It's, it's always nice when we have a, a co-host on here that doesn't suck at dating because we learn way more than we would otherwise. <laughs> well, I hope I don't suck at dating. I actually think I have really good advice, so I'm excited to to chat with you guys. But Dean, I haven't seen you in a while. I know I saw yeah. you back in the day. So yeah. So just before we started recording, we were uh, re reminiscing, I suppose. When did we meet? We I, I want to say it was Seth McFarland's like holiday party, right? Maybe. And also Leslie is my good friend. And when you dated Leslie. So. <laughs> oh. yeah. Speaking of sucky daters, I'm kidding. Help by suck at dating. That's funny. I don't remember meeting you with her, though. Yeah. But 
We must have, I guess, at some point. Because I remember when I remember when we when we got the rundown for this episode, and I saw your name on there. I was like, oh my gosh, I know she looks so familiar. But um, that's funny. Yep, that was a chapter in my life, Leslie. Um, She's got a kid now and you've got a couple kids, right? Yeah, I have twins, two boys. So you guys moms. you guys are just mommy life in it mommy these days. Lifing. But you know, I still have like my single girls and I go out still. I'm like a cool mom. So are you? <laughs> you are yeah. a cool mom. Well, so for the listeners out there, Daniela had twins uh, September 2021. So they're yeah. um, coming up on a year kind of. They're probably like, what, like nine months at this point? Yeah, you're good. They're eight months. So eight months. Crazy. Twins. Well, you How know, the J- hell are you doing yeah. now? Yeah. Well, okay, I have an au pair, so that changes the game. She's from mm. Brazil, and honestly, she lives with us. So, what's an au pair? Right? An au pair is actually a program with the government where uh, the embassy uh, picks a bunch of girls or uh, men who are across the country um, who want to study in the U.S., but then they also want to be full-time nannies for families. So it's actually a great program because they get a visa and they can stay up to two years and. It's it's been an amazing process for us. We Ashley and I need to know a pair stat. Yeah, you should. I was gonna say. I'll introduce you. It, it's so worth it. Yeah, I love that. So twins. I mean, Ashley had one in her belly, and it was enough for her. So I like, had two. Yeah, and it you, just happened. Like I got pregnant, and I went to the doctor, and they said you're having twins. And I just remember looking at the screen, like crying a little bit. <laughs> like I was so scared. <laughs> Well, it's crazy because obviously I was in the delivery room with Ashley and pushing one out is just a moment. I can't imagine having to push one out and then be like, all right, here we go. Round two. Yeah. You know what? I actually had a C-section and it was scheduled because the doctors just, I think they honestly, it's a liability thing for them and they don't want to risk doing it, which I kind of regret because I'm I'm super into natural things. So for me, I wanted a natural experience, but they're always like, okay, this is a date and we're going to do it. And I, for me, I actually made it to 37 weeks, which is full term for twins. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you guys, it was a lot. Like I didn't some people love being pregnant. I did not like being pregnant. So. <laughs> well, especially with twins, a double, I'm sure everything was just intensified even more. Um, I just wanted to ask, what is it like going to the hospital with a planned C-section? Because it's got to be so much different than uh, like a natural birth, whereas you know, you go into labor and then you go, your water breaks and you go to the hospital with a C-section. It's kind of like you're leaving the house and you're going to have the baby probably yeah. like that same day or something. Right. So what was that whole experience? Like? Exactly. Yeah, no, it was super interesting. I went into the doctor. Um, she said I had too, too much amniotic fluid. So she was like, we're, we're going to have the surgery 8am in the morning. So I remember just driving to my house with my partner, Mark, and he was like, we're just driving through Topanga because I live in Woodland Hills now. So we're like driving through Topanga. I'm like hysterically crying, like freaking out, thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to go through surgery. I've never gone through surgery before. Um, and then mm. she's like, you're going to sleep overnight at the hospital. So I slept overnight at the hospital and I was the whole time just like so stressed out. I was just like I could not sleep. I could not even like I was just so uncomfortable. I was so big because I had two in me and I was just like Mm -hmm. at the mouth. But yeah, it's a weird feeling knowing that like it wasn't a natural experience for me. And I'm like going into this room and there's like a tiny little um, like metal cot area and you have like 10 people surrounding you and you're literally about to have surgery because with twins is double everything like double nurse. Double, I had two OBs. It was everything. So it was crazy. But I what? uh... Yeah. I was going to ask, so you live in Woodland Hills. What hospital did you go to? Because is there not one up in that area? 
Yeah, I actually was at St. John, Santa Monica. So I before was oh. and then we bought a house in Woodland Hills. So it, I just went to her. And so it, it was fine, though. I mean, what do you think of Woodland Hills? Uh, not to get off the baby subject or anything, yeah, but no. Kaylin and I were looking at we, we wanted to buy a house up there, but uh, it just never ended up coming to fruition. But you like it up there? I'm obsessed. Yeah, we have like a mountain house. Um, we're mm. so nice. We're not, right next to a country club. And it's just an awesome place for just people in general who just want to have a more mellow lifestyle, lots of families, but there's also like couples who are, you know, no, you know, no kids. Um, and I'm a huge fan trees everywhere in my backyard right now that I'm looking at. So it, I highly recommend it. We were, yeah, we were looking at a house right on that Woodland Hills country club, um, area too. I and it was mine. We, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you guys haven't listed, it's definitely possible, but, um, no, it was just it was just a crazy time, and obviously everyone knows like the real estate market went went bananas over the past year. So we decided to wait a little bit longer, but maybe one day we'll be neighbors. Yeah, I mean, um, our house had twenty three offers on it, so it's crazy. Holy, yeah. Oh, this. So market. you guys just moved in then recently? Then, um, when I got pregnant, so last year we moved in. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was dang. God. Lots of changes. New house. New know, two new faces. What? Well, three new faces with the au pair, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy, you guys. What um, you guys. So, so what's going on? What kind of advice do you have for Jared? Because you've only got like a five month head start on him. But I feel yeah, like in the first year, you see some more difficult. You see some pretty significant changes, I can only imagine. So what do you got for him? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Jared. Um, now they sleep through the night. So I put them down at seven and then they wake up around 630. So for me, I don't know if you guys have sleep trained already. But for me, that's amazing because I actually can sleep. Um mm-hmm. But that's a big change. And then, I, I mean, they're just super cute now, like giggling all the time. And, um, you know, just they're just fun. They're like ba- like the cute baby stage where you like don't want them to grow up, but then you kind of do, but then you kind of don't. So, I yeah, don't Dawson's really cute right now. He stares, which is so he'll he's smiling now, which is fantastic. He hasn't been really giggling or laughing, but I'll notice when he's in the swing, because the great thing is it used to be if, if he was awake and we would put him down, he'd immediately start crying. But now if he's awake and we put him in the swing, he'll stay there for a few minutes and kind of be content, which is really nice. And sometimes like I'll go make coffee or something and I'll look back and I can see him just staring at me. And that's pretty awesome. Uh, cause really he cool. just has nothing else to look at really. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for him to sleep through the night. Uh, see the thing I hear a lot, people put their, you know, like they'll go down at seven and then they'll sleep till like six 37. The problem is Ashley is such a night owl. If she puts Dawson down early, she's not going to bed till 12 or one. So it doesn't even matter. So we like somebody needs to change their sleep schedule, either Dawson or Ashley. I'm thinking Ash. What does Ashley do until 1 a.m.? She just is. <laughs> she's always been a night owl. She's answering emails. She's doing Instagram things. Like she'll, she'll, she'll start working like at 8 p.m. And I'm, well, now I'm at work, but when, before I opened Audrey's, when I would be home more, I would be so, I'd feel so guilty because she'd be doing things all around the house at like 10 PM. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. She's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, well, I feel terrible because you're doing laundry right now and I'm going to go lay down. So I guess, you know, I'll just be a terrible husband. No, I mean, honestly, sleep is so important when you have kids. I mean, any parent will tell you that. So hopefully Ashley can get to a rhythm though. She needs it. She She needs it because either either Dawson's going to change his sleeping habits or Ashley. And if I was a betting man, I'd say Dawson is not changing his sleeping habits. You know, yeah, like he's priority. Ashley needs to revolve around him. Yeah. Well, Danielle, Danielle, how is it with the twins? Are they always kind of on the same schedule, or have they been uh, like dueling at all? 
Yeah. Same schedule. So we try to do eating, sleeping, everything the same. So, um, it just, it's good to have a routine cause then they get into it and then you're like, okay. Have you having twins and they're both boys, right? Yeah. Two boys. Is there like, um, I don't want to say like support groups, but like, are, are there like groups where moms of twins or parents of twins come together? Cause having twins, I can only imagine is a whole different realm of parenting where it's like, you don't have to raise them different per se, but there's like probably different things to expect, I can imagine, right? So is there any like community around twin parents? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, So when I, now that I have twins, the one thing I realized is there's so many twins out there. People like don't talk about it. It's like this whole twin (laughs) world. And like, I'm even like on business calls and I'm like, oh, I have twins. And they're like, oh, I have twins. Uh, I'm like, oh, Hmm. are they fraternal or identical? And then you like have to identify like what they are and, there's a lot of twin parents out there. I'm meeting a few, but yeah, it's, do I have any that are close by? Not really. It's more just like talking to them through text or on phones. Yeah. Group wise, I think there are some out there, but it's more just, I think when you post on Instagram, something about twins, like twin moms have reached out to me. Um, just, they want to connect because it, it is, a, it's a lie. Um, it's a it just, it, it, it definitely has to add a new dynamic. I have got some really good friends from back home who are twin boys. Um, and they grew up their whole lives together, obviously, and they went to different colleges. One went to college in Colorado, one went to Washington. And the first two years, they were both like super depressed because, really? you know, they spent their whole year to, or their whole lives together. And then all of a sudden, and they like wanted to get away from each other. But then they realized not long after that, they like kind of needed to be close to each other. Um, and so I can imagine there's got to be like, not complications, but like, definitely like interesting levels to that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see uh, when they grow up, how it's going to be because people always say that right now they like can't really even they identify each other, but they're not like obsessed. So yeah. I, I don't know. Do you, this is, this is going to sound really stupid. Um, but I got to ask, oh, wait. do you know at this point in their lives, if they're, uh, fraternal or identical twins? So great question. When I, when I was pregnant, they were two separate sacks. So usually if they're two separate sacks, they're usually mm. fraternal, but they could okay. be identical because at the beginning they could just split and it could be two separate sacks. Usually identical is one sack. So okay. I think they're fraternal, but they look a lot alike. So we haven't taken the test yet, but I mean, what it's Jesse and Dylan and Jesse's definitely bigger than Dylan, but they, if you see them together, they're definitely, they look a lot alike. So I'll have to so at the end of the at the, at the end of the day, they could look almost identical, but they would technically potentially still be fraternal. Exactly. So like the Olsen twins, they're actually fraternal. They look identical. Yeah. They're fraternal. So that's crazy. It's that crazy. is crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And most people always think they're identical. And actually what's you, cool is that I'm actually booking them in TV show stuff now. So oh, nice. yeah, they like they're booking to Apple TV stuff and Wait, is this Jesse and Dylan or Jesse the Olsen twins? Jesse and Dylan. Oh, okay. So I'm like, it's, why not? A twin mom, get them in stuff. I mean, hey, if, if they can start paying the bills early, why the heck not? You should reach out to uh, Mary Kate and Ashley and see if you can get any advice from them. I should. That's a great idea. Yeah. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. 
They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is there such thing as like a twin's intuition? And if you've noticed anything yet, like I know you said they haven't really recognized that like one, they're twins, obviously, but... Have you noticed any small moments where it's like a little freaky? Not really, honestly. Okay. I know people, I think they're just too young. Like, fair point. I, I don't know. I haven't yet. But some moms, maybe more if we're identical. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's a good question. That's a good question, though. It's like that you like pinch one of them and the other one squirms or something like that. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like a voodoo doll. <laughs> I mean, I think you could, you could go down a deep rabbit hole on the internet finding some, uh, some testimonies about that actually happening. Yeah, there's lots um, of videos too out there. If you could Google twin stuff. Yeah, well, I don't know. I could, I could spend a whole day doing that kind of stuff. Um, so has it been everything that you've expected it to be? Like just being a mom and especially twins, are you having a blast? Like, are you, are you excited they're finally sleeping longer? What's kind of your general overall feeling about it? Um, I've always dreamed to be a mom and I know that's so cliche, but I have. And so I just feel super fortunate. Um, I love being a mom. I love being part of like this 
feeling once you're part of the mom club in a way and you learn so much about it. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I mean, there's not much more I could say really beyond that. Right. I mean, it's just special. I think it's a, I think I know people struggle too. So I know it's hard for people who can't be moms, you know, but they can always adopt or something. But for me being able to have Mm -hmm. my own kids, it's been great. And I'm super fortunate. Does, um, How did you and your husband meet? Because he, was he a bachelor guy? Uh, no, not a bachelor guy. Um, he's super private. He works at Google. Um, uh, yeah, huh. we met. Not, we that seems ironic. Not, he's yeah. very private. He works at Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we met on Tinder. Nice. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. So I'm a big believer in dating apps because dating apps. Yeah. So are we. I think they're great. Wait, that's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you guys met? Like who made the first move? What was your first date? Yeah. So yeah, I was on Tinder seven years ago, just, you know, dating away. I love dating. I thought it was so fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we he reached out. We went to a wine bar in Marina Del Rey, had a great time. And then I remember I was dating other guys at the time, um, but I knew the other guy I was dating was like more of like a playboy and who was having a lot of fun, like wanted to find me <laughs> places and go places. And I was like, you know what? Like this guy seems like normal and healthy and I should probably go for that guy. So yeah, I mean, it's been great. I mean, we've traveled all over the world together before we had kids. I mean, we've gone everywhere from like Japan to uh, Morocco to Canary Islands. We love traveling. So um yeah it's been awesome well yeah we noticed that because you you said your partner yeah so we're not married is that a conscious decision um he doesn't really believe in marriage um but it's so like it's kind of like i feel like you know um goldie hans and kurt russell like i feel like we're like that Mm. just lifelong partners um but we have everything pretty much a marriage. I mean, we have the house, we have the kids, you know, we have everything. But yeah, I mean, we're not married. That is one thing. But I don't think it's What that does he not believe about marriage? Um, I think it's just the the paper behind it. Like, do you really need paperwork behind like just loving someone, maybe? Mm-hmm. I, and I'm sure that's every dude's real thought in their mind. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, mar- I mean, marriage is great. I'd have nothing. I would have gotten married. I have no problem with it. Um, well, that was my question. I feel like a lot of guys. Well, let me. Dean has have has had this thought before that he's expressed on the podcast. But Kaylin, I feel like, wants to get married. Was there ever an issue between you two where he was against the idea of marriage and you really wanted to get married? Yeah. So for me, I wanted kids more than I wanted to be married. So, and I, and I loved him and it was it worth it for me to like go out there and find someone else just because I wanted to be married when he was okay, having kids and okay, you know, being the life partner. So for me, I think it was figuring out, is that okay for me? And I loved him so much that I was like, you know what? I think it's okay. And now people bring it up a lot, you know, cause, and I actually, we even call each other husband and wife when we're out sometimes, because it's just like annoying to be like, oh, it's my partner, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, we're on the phone. We're like, Oh, this is my husband. This is my wife. Like we just don't care. But yeah, we don't have like the paperwork behind it. Did it bother me a little bit? Yeah. Maybe at the beginning, but then I just kind of got used to it. And so you guys are, you guys are locked in on this, right? Like there's, I mean, you said seven years, that's definitely a long time. Um, is there anything like potentially coming down the line, maybe just like go to a courtroom and file some paperwork real quick or. Um, you know what I would, 
Um, I just don't think it's in his realm. Yeah, interesting. But, That's perfectly fine. I agree. I'll appreciate that you respect that too, and you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm very unique compared to most women because I don't think most women would do what I do. So no, I agree. I think you nailed it right on the head, especially once the kids come in. The only sticky thing is, is like, let's say, you know, God forbid something happens to you. Would he still be like the he'd be like next in line to help out with something, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, I think you could just get lawyers and have paperwork for that. So yeah. um, we have that. It's so interesting it's because a lot of guys like your partner, I'm sure will say, you know, listen, I don't want the paperwork. I don't like there's we don't have to sign something to be in love, which I, of course, agree with. But I think ultimately it ends up being paperwork no matter what happens. You know, like you guys bought a house together. I'm assuming that you guys are in together on this thing, like paperwork wise. Mm-hmm. So, and then you even just said like, all right, well, now that we have kids, like maybe we have to talk to lawyers, just like paperwork, because if we're not married, we have to make sure that like, if something happens to one of us, they're taken care of. So I don't know, there comes a point, I think, uh, I'm not saying that you guys should get married for this purpose, but I'm just saying that it is funny because I feel like it always goes back to like, there's always going to be some sort of paperwork involved or there's going to be always some sort of signature. It's so much easier to just go to a court and get married or get married just because then everything's like so much easier. But I guess you can yeah. do it the other way too. And what's interesting is like what we're doing is more common than people think. So like I, for some people, I, but look, you really got to trust your partner because there's a lot of people out there. I don't know. It, it's tough. You got to be a certain type of person. Well, of course, it's because the first, I'm, I'm, the first thing that comes to mind when a guy's like, oh, I don't want to get married. It's like, well, why? <laughs> why yeah. don't you want to get married? Yeah. Well, well, especially especially when you have like the house and the kids and like all the division of assets and stuff. That's when the trust really comes in, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. It's like I got everything I already, you know, and look, I mean, we've been together longer than most marriages. So yeah. <laughs> already, doing something right. Like I'm doing something right. But yeah, I, I hear you guys. I know it's such a weird topic because a lot of people don't talk about it. But I think it's a very common thing now. And well, domestic partnership or you know common law marriage and that type of stuff is more common nowadays well you guys are blazing a trail for kaylin and i too because we're kind of uh we're we're on that same wavelength as you guys uh on the topic of home ownership funny enough not really super funny but i just thought it was a little um annoying i was running some errands today and we live in this gated community here in vegas and on the way back in i didn't have like my clicker to open the gate and they changed the gate code like every month. And so I didn't know what the gate code was. And so I was scrolling down into to like find uh, my name just so I could call my phone real quick and buzz myself in. And it's not even my name on the buzzer thing. It's K- it's Miller Keith Kalen on the buzzer thing. And we so know who wears the pants really, in this relationship. It's just really irked. It's the dumbest little thing. It just irked me for some reason. I was like, why is mine? Why can't both our names be on the thing? Oh, that's my big question. Yeah. So you would, um, want her, you would want her to have your last name. Oh no! Well, when when we get married, because it is going to happen, because she wants to get married, we're going to both change our last names. Got it. Um, I was just, I was, you know, we're Kayla and I. We're both on the deed of the house. We're both on the loan. Why can't we both be on the clicker for the gate for the front? And that was that was my big gripe with it. But I don't really believe in the whole uh, take your husband's last name thing. I think that's just an antiquated idea that people just kind of fall in line with because it's what we've done for so long. So we're trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, why not? I mean, you guys got to do what you want to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, the only time it becomes weird is when you have kids because then it's like, well, which last name are they going to take because you can only have one last name. Yeah, so 
Yeah. So for me, they have his last name, um, Hatfield, and then I have my middle, my last name and their middle name. Got it. Nice. And then Jared, is it Dawson Haven, right? Yeah. Dawson, Dimitri, Brady Haven. Awesome. Was there any talk to make it, but, but it's still just Ashley Iaconetti, right? It's not Haven Iaconetti. So she has not legally changed it. She's still Ashley Iconetti, but she hyphens it anywhere she goes where it's Ashley Iconetti Haven. I, I told her she doesn't have to change her last name. Iconetti is such a really nice name. And the thing is, I, I think the name is going to die because if if she takes my last name and Lauren is Ashley's sister mm-hmm. and they had two girls, takes the last name of her fiance, uh, I don't think there's another Iconetti boy in the family so it's it's mm. just over and i can such a great name you don't want it you don't want it to end so we gotta we gotta somehow you know keep the uh ashley i train going which we'll figure out what if you you could do kind of like what daniella did is make the i mean i can is definitely more of a last name than a middle name but you could still try to make it a middle name at some point yeah we were thinking about it but it is you know a mouthful and uh we re, you know because dawson was given dawson was the name so it was going to yeah. be Dawson, Ike and Eddie, Haven. And we were like, well, we're not sure if we like that. And then, of course, we thought of Dawson, Dimitri, Haven, and Ashley really like that. And then, of course, Brady decided to fake retire uh, the day before we she got into labor, which is how Brady got added into the equation for that one. Wow. It's funny, though. It's uh, We're kind of on the opposite because we have three boys, three Unglert boys. Uh, and the Unglert name is going to die out because all the Unglert boys are changing their last names. And so yeah. it's like... You know, we're, I don't know, you guys it's kind of the opposite, but the, the same result. Die. Yeah, we're like, this name sucks. Let's get rid of this thing. Um, well, but it is what it is, Spanish I guess. Spanish culture, they keep both last names, or in different Latin cultures. Like, they always have, like, like my friend, her last name is her father's and her mother's last name. And same with our au pair. Like, in Brazil, it's, like, your father and your mother's last name. So it's just in the U.S. that I feel like we just always rather just keep the guys last yeah and so yeah. Uh, it's so interesting that uh, interesting that, that hasn't become more of a topic of conversation you know especially over, over yeah. the past few years of like yeah. you know hey let's let's move away from this male-dominated world right and it's like we i'm surprised I, it hasn't been a big like hey no no more taking the last guy's name that's over it's done yeah. okay i do think we've seen a lot less of it and i think that we've seen a lot more of like the hyphenating or the not even the like ashley for instance not changing her last name but mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess the, it really does come down to the kid. And whatever the last name the kid has is like that's the that's the name the that's family's the taking. Part, yeah. You guys should have you guys should have combined them. It could have been like uh, Hi Benetti or Hi Hi Kennedy or something Hi. like that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I combine. <laughs> <laughs> I combine. Dawson, um, I combine. You know, you know what, guys? I can tell we're getting a little off track here. So we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and then we're gonna get into some email. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. 
That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paris Hilton. This week on the This Is Paris podcast, Nikki and I will be joined by Anna Delvey. You may think you know her from inventing Anna on Netflix. Get to know the real Anna. Is she a con artist and a fraudster? or a risk-taking entrepreneur, an audacious one at that. Lover or hate her, we're all curious. The real heiresses sit down with the fake heiress right now on This Is Paris. Listen to This Is Paris now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, all right, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Oh, sorry there, Jared. I did not mean to. No, 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 under. don't apologize. See, we step over each other, Danielle. This is how that podca- this, this podcast works. We got to get back in studio at some point, Dean. Like at some point, we need to record an episode of Help I Suck at Dating from the iHeart studio. Yeah. You want to know what's funny is I played golf with Wells yesterday um, in L.A. And he just joined this new country club, Lakeside, which is right, like literally um, a quarter mile from where we would record in in Pasadena, Sherman Oaks, wherever the heck, Pasadena, I think. Burbank. And I got off, whatever it was. I got off at the same exit. I was making all the same turns. I had to like look at the GPS six times to make sure I didn't accidentally put in the iHeart uh, studio. Um, but it felt so weird being back in that area. I agree. I miss being in studio. Those were like our glory days. You yeah, know? I agree. There was just like a different vibe, different banter. We need it. Like being in person, Mark and Easton in studio, just like 
you know, having them really not give a shit about our podcast because Tanya and, and, and Becca were before us and then they had to focus on Almost yeah. Famous. Those were the good days. Those were the good days. If we're going to be the forgotten stepchild, at least like let's be there in person to be this yeah. forgotten stepchild. Yeah. I want to be forgotten right in front of my face, not from 3,000 miles away. Wait, Dean, you're in Vegas and Jared, you're in L.A.? Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. Rhode Island. So okay. I, forced, I forced Ashley to move back to a little roadie for me, which is very sweet of her. Oh, I love yeah. that. It was, but LA we are, was just uh, not my scene. We we live in both Vegas and LA. We split time between the two of them. Got it. Very cool. Yeah. And he lives yeah. in a gated so, community uh, in Vegas that is uh, under Kaylin's name. So <laughs> disappointing. So, so dis- But I get it. Like, I get it. I understand why it is. But still, come on. Throw me a book. Oh, my um, Let's get into this first email. I'll read it since we don't have any East in here. And I, uh, I don't know if Han is even paying attention over there. So this first email is from Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous says, and Danielle, I don't know if you have this in front of you, so just uh, follow along if you can. Anonymous says, I'm dating someone new and I'm still in the process of getting to know him. He has a lot of great qualities and is a good guy, but I found out he smokes cigarettes when he's drinking and that's a red flag for me. My last relationship was toxic and my ex did that too, so it's a trigger. Will I be able to think past this and not let it affect me? Do I tell him about how my ex uh, and how I feel about him smoking? So I guess the main thing is, does this person tell her current boyfriend that she does not like that he smokes when he's yes. drunk? And um, yeah. yeah, that's the pretty A thousand obvious percent answer. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I think just being honest in general is the best part of any relationship. You just got to be yourself. If you're not into it, mm-hmm. just tell them, right? And then you guys are just, you you say if, you're, if that's bad or good. It should be easy. Yeah, it should be easy. And you should have no qualms with uh, speaking your mind and telling someone how you feel about something like that. Like that should just come, that should just, that should be the first thing you belt out when you find out he just smoked a cigarette. And I, I can level with this person too, because I dated a girl in college who would smoke cigarettes when she was drunk too. And then you would kiss her and you'd get that nasty taste. And sometimes like your clothes would smell like cigarette smoke and you're just like, oh, this is horrible. So I get it. And I told her I didn't like it either. And she kept doing it. And then obviously we ended up, ending things because not because of that there's a lot of other underrooted issues but if he's not willing to stop smoking cigarettes when he's drunk for you if it bothers you this much then you know that there's a lot more issues um maybe than there are at the surface yeah give him the opportunity to change his ways you know don't just bottle it in and then just one day explode on him and be like you know what you suck because you smoke cigarettes when you're drunk and he's like well where the hell did that come from so just tell him be honest and then i think a lot of people uh they uh confuse like telling the truth with approach i i don't know if i phrased that properly but like if you if you approach him and say hey listen uh you can go straight to hell for smoking cigarettes when you're when you're drinking and if you don't do it i'm breaking up with you today i wouldn't approach it that way i would say exactly (laughs) what you just told us uh my ex used to smoke i don't like that you smoke it's a little bit of a, a trigger for me plus it's so bad for your health and I just don't like being around smoke. Like, is there any way you might be able to change this? And then, of course, if this guy's like, no, I'm not changing my ways, then that's a huge red flag. But mm-hmm. I would like to think that he would say, hey, I will try to quit smoking for you. I used to think girl smoking cigarettes was, uh, not going to lie, pretty sexy in my youthful years. Like a girl who was like smoking a cigarette. It was like the days where, you know, you would see girls like when before you were 21 and they would just be like having a drink and smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh. God, that girl's so hot. You want to know why you love that? I bet you, and I, well, I'm just totally projecting here. I bet you loved it so much because you were such a fan of cinema when you were younger and like movies like Grease or like Pulp Fiction. 
uh, where they're smoking cigarettes, you were like, oh, God, yeah. You associated it with like these beautiful movie stars smoking cigarettes. Oh, 100%. And then I ended up making out with a girl who smoked cigarettes. And I was like, nope, never mind. I don't like this. I don't like it one bit. I'll, uh, I'll smoke like five cigarettes a year. Uh, always when I'm drunk, like at like a bachelor party or something like that. And we're just like, whatever. Uh, and every time I do, Kaylin, like, she's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why, why would you do that? That's disgusting. And I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. And then I get really drunk again and I do it. Why do people smoke cigarettes when they're drunk? Like, I want to know from you, Dean, I want to know from firsthand knowledge. Um, well, for me, it's like an oral fixation thing. Uh, I just, I also love to, uh, to fit in, (laughs) you know, like if everyone, if everyone's doing it, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I don't care what it is. Short of heroin, count me in. You know what I mean? So um, that's really what it is for me. It's just like a, a mode of being part of the Yeah, the, part the of a group. I, I get it. There is something to be said about that. I even like, yeah. again, when I was younger, because when we were younger, our I'm, I don't know if your parents smoked or like your older cousins, or mm-hmm. but like, you know, my parents would smoke when I was younger, like, you know, early 90s, I remember as a kid, but like, I remember it was like a group activity, you know, they'd go outside, they would have a cigarette, they would talk about whatever the hell they were talking about. They would smoke a cigarette while holding their Dunkin' black coffee in their hand. And I was like, man, that's freaking cool. You know, being an adult. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. They talk about like politics while smoking a cigarette. I can't wait for that one day. <laughs> My dad used to have this rule where if we caught him smoking a cigarette, we would get to punch him as hard as we could. Uh, and, you know, he smoked most of my life so it'd be fun to just to see, walk outside see him smoking a cigarette and just wind up a punch and punch him in the arm as hard as you possibly could so i always had a negative association with with, with it but uh you know it is what it is all right let's get to the next email jared do you want to read this one yeah sure i'll read gabby this is from gabby uh i'm so happy for my boyfriend since he just received an amazing job offer the problem is It's in London, and my job is in Chicago. Now, he can't turn down this opportunity, which I understand, but I am upset since I don't know what is going to happen to our relationship. I'm perfectly happy where I am, and I can't move with him. It is hard because I love him, but but don't know the distance will pull us apart or not. Do you have any advice for me? Do I try long distance, even though I don't know if I can do it? I mean, uh, she has to. Yeah, what do you think, Daniela? I think she either goes with him to London and lives it up, or she tries long distance, which long distance is super hard. So uh, I don't know. It's tough. That's what I, I would say go to London, <laughs> just live it up. I, yeah, <laughs> but I she, just, I but she said she might not be able to leave yeah, her job, though. I know. Well, maybe she can get a new job. True. Um, That's true. I mean, I think there's some people are fearful of leaving their comfort zone, but sometimes it's like good to take a risk. If you really love the person, why not? Um, also she can't try long distance, but it's going to be really hard if he, if he's going to be all the way across the country. I'm going to go the opposite of you guys here. I'm going to say you guys should just break up. I think that's, that's the best option in my opinion. And I'm not even, and I'm not even saying it to be a contrarian or anything. I genuinely think it might be the best move. I've seen like, some of my good friends and relationships have moved to other countries for work. And, uh, you know, it's like, just kind of like this, sorry, it has to be this way. Maybe later in life we can reconnect, but, uh, especially like he's moving to London. You don't want to like be an, uh, like a, an anchor that pulls him down or anything like that. So I honestly think, sorry, break up, see what happens. Maybe you guys stay in touch. 
maybe you go out to visit him. But I think in the long run, the best idea is for you to cut ties and go your separate ways. You know, that's I, my advice. I actually think that's good. I didn't think of that. I, I would agree. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Nice. Well, I'm I turning you. I'm turning said, people. Jared, what do you think? Did I change your mind too? No. Uh, I do think <laughs> that when you said you don't want to be someone's anchor and pull them down, uh, a lot of, I, I think it's worse to be the anchor in those situations. You know, like a lot of people will say, well, you know, you shouldn't be there. You know, it's, how do I phrase this? When you said that, it makes it seem like the guy is the issue. You know what I mean? Like she's like dead weight. But I don't know. In situations, I've been in situations like this where I feel like I'm holding someone back and I feel like the biggest piece of crap in the world. Does that make sense? So I'm almost, you know, yes. do I'm almost making my life. I'm not making their life worse. I'm making my life worse as well, you know? So um, sure. I think long distance with a plan and regiment can be done if there's an end game. You know, for example, my, my one of my closest friends was dating someone in Vancouver and he was living in Rhode Island and they had a plan though. He was planning on moving to Vancouver in about a year. So they did long distance for the year where she would come here once every two months, he would go there once every two months and then they would just flip back and forth. But it was always with the end game of, hey, one of us is moving to the other person. So if you can do yeah. long distance and say, hey, this is not forever, it's temporary, we can get through this, uh, you know, I can travel back and forth. And then at one point I will either move to London or you will move back here then sure. But I, if you're just going to do long distance and be like, let's see how it goes. Then I agree with Dean. I don't know if it's going to end well for you. Uh, I think it's right. just, you know, delaying the inevitable. Uh, but I also well, kind of agree with Daniela. I don't know. Moving to London sounds pretty awesome. Once in a lifetime opportunity, like uh, your job might be awesome and maybe you don't want to leave it. And I totally respect that. Um, so I'm not saying do it, but, I would say consider it. Well, for the record, too, I, I wasn't claiming it as, it as a guy-girl thing. I'm just thinking the person that moves to a new country for work oh. should be able to fully experience that country. Oh, yeah. And dating no, is a big part of that experience. I. My bad. I, I wasn't doing a guy-girl thing. I was just, if oh, I was, fine. then my fault. It was just a human-to-human -human thing. But there's also so many factors. Like, it depends how long they've been together, right? Like, Yeah, true. So We're on our third date, and he's moving to London. Should yeah. I go with him? <laughs> Also, like, let's let's paint this picture real quick, because this is where my my brain keeps coming back to where, like, let's say they are dating and, you know, they both like each other. They might be in love a little bit. Uh, but now this guy gets a job offer in London. He can't say no to. And he's like excited to move there and like not like leave his girlfriend behind, but like, you know, start a new chapter in his life and move on. And the girl by the girlfriend, like going or the, his partner going, whoever it might be. Uh, it's kind of like he almost maybe like doesn't want that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's something worth considering too is like maybe he's excited to get out there and like experience this whole new chapter of life on his own and by you tagging along and moving out to london oh agreed but you know like sometimes it's good to have a reason like oh it's not you it's not me it's actually this job and so like yeah, it's no, not you feelings are, it's london it's not your feelings <laughs> are a little spared a little bit better in that situation but i agree i think there's a lot there's a lot that we don't know about the situation which uh, could be really important for us to know but I do. I still stand by what I said. I say you just clean break, keep the fond <laughs> memories. Uh, and it'll be, you know, 10 years from now, you'll be telling a story about how you once dated a guy in Chicago who moved to London. And now you guys uh, follow each other on Instagram. And that's about the only interaction you get. Email Emails are funny because obviously you can only have so much knowledge. There's lack content. So it'd be so funny 
if Gabby emails us back and be like, I listened to Dean, I broke up with them, I did it, you know, I did it clean, and then we find out that they had like four kids together, they were together for eight years. Oh, she was like, I just, I didn't even want to try. <laughs> Dean made some really good points. I didn't yeah. want to be the anchor. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, if that's the case, don't do it. But, um, Using my for just from experience as a young twenty something year old in LA, seeing some friends move away, the clean break in my opinion is the best. Um, so this one's from Sarah. Sarah says, "My boyfriend and I are getting serious, so we plan dinner for our parents to meet each other. I don't know what to expect going into it because they're so different. It ended up being terrible. So they already had it, and it ended up going terribly." My boyfriend's mom would not stop talking about how we need a prenup if we get married, and how our kids are going to have a Catholic have to go to a Catholic private school. Then my parents were disturbed by the way his parents were fighting in front of us and treated each other. It was just a lot and I'm upset since I do see a future with my boyfriend. Is it a deal breaker if my parents don't have a good relationship or are not similar in any way? That's a good question because we don't really normally talk about um, parents or the in-laws very often. Jared, I know you have a great relationship with your in-laws. Um, but Daniela, what are your, what is, what's your experience with your partner's parents? I mean, it's super great, but my, I always joke, my parents are like, meet the fuckers. Like they're the fuckers. They're just super out there. Um, and you know, my in-laws are, you know, not, you know what I mean? Uh, they are like the nicest, honestly, like Mr. Miss nice, like you can't get any nicer, you know? So they are a little opposite. I will say that, but it works, you know? So I think it's just, if you love the person and you want to have a life with them, the parents are just going to have to figure it out. Or maybe they're not going to be able to just hang out that often together. I mean, yeah. my laws are in Chicago and my parents live in California, so they don't see each other a lot, but when they do, it's fine, but they're definitely not like best friends. So well, that's what I was going to ask. How often do those parents like Jared, how often do your parents hang out with your in-laws? Like, it doesn't seem like that's a very common thing, especially like Daniela's case where they're halfway across the country. No, uh, no, I mean, not that much. I mean, I'm lucky that my parents get along famously with our, our in-laws and it's really a very nice family dynamic. But I would ask Sarah what the relationship is between your boyfriend and his mom, because it seems like his mom is very controlling. And the first time you meet her, she's like, hey, uh, you need a prenup. And uh, your kids are going to Catholic school. It's amazing right. to me because I think people just forget how they can turn themselves into their parents, you know. And um, like I, I think about my own mom, and like some, my mom is fantastic, but sometimes she like you know she does the mom thing, and she's like you know you should do this or you should do that. And I remember as a kid hearing her complain to my father about how his mother would always like tell her what she should or should not be doing. And it's amazing how you just forget. And you're like, you know, you're doing the exact same thing that you claim complained about all those years about what your mother-in-law did to you. Does that make sense? Hmm. And so like, I'm curious yeah. about the boyfriend's mom and being like, you know that you're telling your future daughter-in-law potentially what she should or should not be doing with her kids. Like, you know right. how kind of a little, a little, a little crazy that sounds like a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 That's very most, no, most definitely. Most definitely. I think there's actually more crazy in-laws than there are normal. I think. <laughs> I think they're just yeah. overly yeah. protective and that makes them crazy, which yeah. is a good problem to have because it means they care and they love their right. grandchild, but at the same time, like holy shit. 
Right. This is the this is the really nice thing about being a 31 year old orphan that no one ever talks about is there are no in laws to worry about. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, why not? There you go. I cut ties. We cut ties. They they moved to London for a job, and now I don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah. Um. So I I think the moral of the story with that one for Sarah is uh, not that big of a deal in my opinion, because like like Jared's case, your in laws get along great with your parents and they live pretty close. But the thing is, they don't see each other that often, even getting along well and being close enough. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the dynamic between the in-laws. The only thing I'd be concerned about for you, Sarah, is the dynamic between your boyfriend and his mom, because, you know, of course you want, you hope uh, that your significant other has a good relationship with their parents and they're still part of their lives and, and everything in that realm. But at the same time, if the mom is telling her son, this is what you need to do, then he's it feels like he might have to choose between you and the mom if that makes sense because if sarah if you're like well i don't want to sign a prenup and i don't want my kids to go to catholic school then the mom is going to be like you need to ditch this woman and then he's going to have to choose between the mom and you and then it's going to cause even more issues so that would be my only concern right agreed agreed um all right sweet well we got to all the emails we have been updated on daniela's life so that's going to do it for this week's episode of help i suck at dating um danielle thanks for joining us yeah we, we had a blast guys yeah had so much fun yeah thank you we're gonna you you have to come back i wanted to talk to you so much about sean's season too because he's oh i know i'll come oh. back we'll do that yeah that was pretty wild how many years ago? And, eh, not that many. And your, your paradise season two. Yeah, we really didn't dive in too much into the bachelor yeah, stuff. Yeah, given all the baby talk. I know. Well, I'm down. Next. I'll come back. How about that? Perfect. Okay. You can come back. We'll take you anytime. Anytime you're available. Anytime the au pair is willing to take care of the kids for a couple hours while we have yeah. you on here. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, take yeah, th- thank you so much. You. That was a blast. Okay, bye, guys. Oh, I think Dean froze. Oh, and my internet went out. Oh, there we go. Well, I'll end this podcast. Make sure you guys all tune in next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less, including Dean's internet. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.